Time to pull up a chair and talk some Dynasty football. I am your host, J.J. Wenner, and this is the Rider Dynasty podcast. That's right, the Rod Pod is back, and now we are with IDP+. And tonight, we are going to tackle the QB prospects. That's right, we're going to talk about all the rookie QBs you need to know. Joining me is my co-host, and let's be honest, the brains behind this operation. You can find him on Twitter at JoeLo63, my friend Joseph Harlow. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing swell. Thank you for too kind of an introduction. I'm excited to not actually tackle these quarterbacks because they would probably kill both of us, but that's <laughs> well, all right. Definitely me. I, I, I'm pretty old, so I, I'm getting brittle I feel in my old. age. <laughs> yeah, but you're not. Wait. Fair. Wait, my friend. Just wait. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> Well, I have to say that I am ecstatic to be back uh, and just wanted to say thank you to everybody for their support, especially Ricky and Nate at IDP+. Absolutely. I mean, the whole organization, the right? It, they, they're they running such a tight ship over there, and I am just so happy to be working with all, everybody who's over at that organization. So thank you to everybody. It's a pleasure to work over there. and. Pleasure to work there, and it's a pleasure to have you and be joining into your brand, bringing that well, rod back. I am glad to join the two together. Now, before we dive into Rookies, Joe, remember to yes. check out all the content over at idpguys.org. Mm -hmm. Now, for a limited time, we are offering the first month for $1 if you use the code MOCKDRAFT. That's right. Get a taste of IDP Plus for just $1, and you can read the amazing articles by Joe and the rest of the crew. You can utilize our exhaustive rankings. And most importantly, you can win your leagues. So go to IP, idpguys.org. And remember to use the code MOCKDRAFT to get the first month for $1. Joe, are you ready? I'm so ready. Well, let's dive in with your number one QB prospect. Kicking it off with a bang, Drake May. Yep. We're going to start spicy here. He is not the quarterback one for most. He is not the consensus quarterback one. But hey, I'm a sucker for what I like. And just want to say right now, this is not to disparage number two, the consensus number one quarterback. Well, I guess we could just say the name, Caleb Williams. It's a coin flip. It comes down to, do you like strawberry ice cream? Do you like vanilla? Do you like cookies and cream? What do you like? For me, I prefer a Drake May type. Um, he's just rocket arm sort of player plus athleticism. He's been getting crushed a lot recently for hero ball. But if you take a look here, we have on, if you're following us on YouTube, you can see we have a nice little chart here with some stats courtesy of PFF. Thank you guys for all that you do. And if you look at the specifically the TWP percentage, which is turnover worthy plays percentage, this year was only 1.9%. And I did a little deeper dive there of there were, let me find that full number again a sample of 165 quarterbacks that had at least 123 dropbacks. So at least 10 dropbacks per game per so of those are that are eligible for this draft class, which, or no, that's all of them. Just kidding. But he had a top 10 number for turnover worthy play percentage. So this hero ball turnover merchant sort of stuff. He has some hero ball in him. Absolutely. But I don't really see why he's getting so much hate for it. He has, like I said, he has a great arm. The numbers did regress this year. You can see 600 less yards, 13 less touchdowns, a couple more picks, but completion percentage was similar. Big time throw rate did go down, but a lot of that is last year, his best receiver was Josh Downs, who is now with the Colts. And he's a very fun, good receiver, had a hundred catches, I think two or three years in a row, including with Sam Howell. But I mean, he was the only real weapon that they had in the receiving game. They have a good running back, but he's not a receiving back. So there was no one there. Their offensive line was atrocious. Their defense was really bad, except for one game but against South Carolina. But we're going to get into that a little bit, why that was a little misleading. Because that offense was really bad. Not great for their quarterback. But really, it comes down to he has a rocket arm. He's gotten a lot of Justin Herbert comps, which I don't think the arm is that level. I think it's more of a Trevor Lawrence level. Um, he's that similar level of aggressive because, yeah, he does have that aggressive nature. He will make some bad decisions, but 
honestly, in a quarterback, especially in this league, when you're in a league with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you kind of got to make some plays at some point. You see, you have your Derek Carrs who are so safe and yeah, their numbers end up looking great, but in the end, they're not winning games. They're missing the playoffs. Then you need to take some risks. You saw it last year with Justin Herbert and this year with Trevor Lawrence as they kind of got to the playoffs or their teams let them down on the way. But yeah, you need to take some risks. He is my top quarterback. He is actually the top quarterback grade I have given in the five, six years I've been doing this. Okay. Um, again, great athlete. He's a good processor. Rushing-wise, he has, what, quick math, almost 1,600 yards and almost 20 touchdowns over the last two years. Yeah, he's he the seems deal. to me, I mean, I love his size. I love the fact that he's 21. Uh, yeah. You know, we're going to get into some of these older QBs coming out. Um, you know, he's a capable runner, but he's not a rushing QB. Um, Correct. But I guess I would have to ask you, Joe, if you are wrong, let's yeah. fast forward end of this season. Drake May is not the number one quarterback. Caleb Williams far outpasses him or somebody else. Why? What do you think will be the reason you missed? I think the reason that could really happen is if he goes to a spot that is that has no weapons and or a really bad offensive line. Or honestly, my biggest fear is that he goes to a Washington where Cliff Kingsbury puts a lot on the quarterback from processing to arm talent to escaping, which, yeah, May can do all those things. But we saw even with a Kyler Murray kind of struggled a lot especially as the seasons went on lack of adjustments he does need help he's still raw especially with the processing and seeing the whole field i think he need he does need a little help so if he's really thrown into the fire without but there even in washington he would have a terry mclaurin a Jahan dotson so it really so you're is, basically yeah, saying infrastructure if he turns out to be bryce young going to carolina he could fail yep pretty much which but, is what we saw yeah. Well, all right. Well, you might as well just jump right into uh, your number two, mostly from what I've heard, except for Dan Orlovsky, uh, the consensus number one, Caleb Williams. What do you have for me? What a fun player this is. Just he gets a lot of Patrick Mahomes comps, and you can totally see it, especially if you're talking Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. Today's Mahomes, you, that's a disservice to compare Williams to. I mean, comparing someone to a guy who's in the conversation for the GOAT of quarterback of all time. That's just not fair. Might but be hyperbolic. Slightly. And it's not fair. It's at all to him. But he is an incredible player, an incredible athlete. Um, you see his from his Heisman season two years ago. And then, frankly, this year, similar to Drake May, the numbers were down, but he was a better player. The offense, yeah, they struggled. And people are going to make a lot of, oh, he paints his fingernails. And, oh, he cried after a game. Honestly, the crying after a game is a plus to me. It's like he cared. And a huge criticism of him was like, oh, he's just a diva and doesn't really care. It's like, I think kind of prove that. And yeah, he has a lot of the freelance stuff to him, but I do think that's a lot more the product of the offense. Their offense. Do you know any other names from that USC offense this year? Brendan Rice? Yeah, who I have is like a fourth rounder. Taj Washington yeah, I think I is good, but he's a slot receiver. Yeah, They had a fun freshman receiver who will be good in 2026 class, but he was a freshman. Their offensive line was atrocious. He, Caleb was running for his life. Uh, Lincoln Riley did him no favors with planning an offense. But even so, the biggest concern with him is playing in structure or lack thereof. There wasn't structure for him to play in. If you take a look at some of the snaps where he actually had a play that didn't fail immediately, he looks really good. He's great with timing. He has elite arm talent, not arm strength, but arm talent. Different, I would say, going back to Drake May a bit, I think he has elite arm strength, but a tier below with arm talent isn't as flexible of an arm, And you, even though he did have that left-handed touchdown pass last season. Like Caleb Williams can make any throw from any platform, running whatever direction. And we've seen it wise He had, over the past two years, 21 rushing touchdowns. Less yardage, but he also got sacked a lot, so... College football does the weird thing where sacks count against your rushing totals. Where do you see here his turnover-worthy play numbers really improved a lot, even this 2021 year, which was half a season at Oklahoma. But he is an elite athlete, elite player. He's just he is so much fun. He would he has the second highest quarterback rate I have given. Just unfortunately, Drake May happens to be here. 
So I guess the main He's thing, Joe, more that, than deserving of one one. Okay, so the main thing I'm hearing, right? Like, I try to listen to what the criticism is of all the players mm-hmm. more than the praise, because usually you can find a little more truth in the criticism. Yeah. Um, but they question his decision making, uh, playing hero ball. Something you said about yeah. Drake May. I'm hearing more about with Caleb now. You mentioned Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, no, um, Lincoln Riley. Are we attributing this more? to his OC and that surrounding talent. And do you think like that's going to project to the NFL? Like any worries about that? Um, I do think it will be an issue initially, especially again, if he goes to a less than ideal situation, but honestly, Chicago's offensive line isn't terrible, not elite, but not terrible. I do think it's something that's kind of in his nature to kind of, he will pass up check down to go for a home run sometimes, not all the time but I would attribute those issues more to the infrastructure. Like you, could, you still were able to see when he trusted his receivers, which wasn't often and his offensive line held up. He played in structure. He was more than willing to do so. So yeah, I think that well, that's sound- to the next level. Very good. Uh, might as well jump into, you know, there is something on Twitter, like I said, with about Dan Orlovsky today talking about Jaden Daniels. Go ahead, yeah. Joe. Another f- very fun player and one who is getting so much hype right now. A lot of fancy Twitter, even some NFL Twitter, is saying that teams are might have him as one overall, which I like Jaden Daniels, but I think that's kind of asinine, honestly. He's a good passer. Just pairing him to the other two, his arm talent is fine. It's good. It's solid. It's nothing to write home about. He throws a pretty deep ball. That does, as we see with a Tua Tagovailoa, that does not mean you have a great arm. Say it with Jaders as well. Very pretty deep balls. They don't have great arms. He's a very rigid thrower. It doesn't, like you see with Matt Stafford, just throwing from crazy angles with Caleb Williams doing it. Jaden Daniels doesn't do that. And he is an electric runner, and he knows he is, which is almost an issue because Caleb Williams, Drake May, when they scramble, when they're trying to get away, they're looking downfield. Jaden Daniels is not. I saw Nate Tice with Yahoo and the Athletic wrote an article on Jane Daniels earlier this week that, what was the number, that 43% of the time that when he leaves the pocket, he is running, which is an absurd number. That will not translate to the NFL. It can't, especially someone he's six for props listed to, and he's probably playing closer to 200. And then you see something else in there from that same article that there are six seasons that have registered as like the top half of the league passing metric all time for someone with that frame and five of those are Kirk Cousins who's a very different style Shanahan style quarterback so it's a concern he plays very much with reckless abandon I'm worried that he's going to get snapped in half and that he wants to be it looks like sometimes that's a lot of criticism for him but dialing it back he's very accurate He's good. He throws a very good deep ball, which if he gets to a spot with, if he goes to Washington with two very good receivers, that'll be a plus for him. Even though they aren't the Brian, they're not Brian Thomas Jr. or Malik Neighbors, they're still very, very good receivers. That'd be a huge help to him. He does have that running threat. He's one who, honestly, for redraft leagues, I probably have the top rookie quarterback. But as we go on in Dynasty, I just don't think it's going to be sustainable for a long term. Now, I was a bit surprised when I was looking at his numbers. I This may be a weird thing. Like, I, I'm not a big college guy. So this is like my first introduction into the rookies, you know, listening to a bunch of podcasts, reading up a lot, and listening to people like you. Um, but he's described as a run-first QB, but and his athleticism is rare. One stat jumped out to me from PFF, and it was – his completion percentage mm-hmm. on non-screen passes was well above May and Williams. And I don't like, mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to quite understand what that means, but his non-screen passes, he was com- uh, connecting at a 67.7% clip, which kind of surprised me because, you know, Caleb was at 60.5. Mm-hmm. Drake is at 58.7. So, I don't know what to make out of make of that, but is he a better yeah. passer than I think? Yes. So he's getting a lot of the, 
he gets a lot of like the Lamar Jackson treatment where he is a legitimate quarterback. He's not just a run around and make chaos sort of thing. Like, you know, he's not in the Mike Vick mold where cannon of an arm, but can't hit anything. He's okay. very opposite of that, where he's a very accurate quarterback, but yeah, just runs too much. If he dialed it back a little bit, it would be better because he is accurate. Okay. Did and also he... help having two potential top 20 picks at wide receiver, but that kind of helps your accuracy. Uh, so if he is a bust, does. what's going to be the reason? He's also not a great processor. So I think, again, bring the Washington example. If he's asked to operate and run an offense from the pocket, early on, I think it would struggle. I think injuries are going to be a very big risk for him. I think much more risk. They're a risk for everyone, but I think a lot more for him than especially the top two and the next name we're going to bring up. But then, yeah, he's just, I do think his frame is also maxed out. It's like, oh, you, once you get an NFL program, you'll get bulkier. Doesn't seem like that with him. He's been in college for five years. He's been in LSU, which is one of the top strength and conditioning programs in the country, if not the Absolutely. top one. Yeah. And he's put on a couple pounds, but yeah, I'm worried. And just, yeah, as a pure passer, He's accurate, but he's always been a, if the first read isn't there, I'm gone. Okay. And that doesn't translate to the NFL. We've seen that with so many players. And just hopefully he gets has a coaching that can rein that in because he does have the tools, unlike many of those style quarterbacks, to actually be a quarterback. Well, right now he's projected. Hopefully um, to, he doesn't get Robert Griffin III. To New York Giants. So Dable did great things with Josh Allen. You did? Yeah. Go folks. So maybe that would be a good landing spot for Jaden Daniels. We'll see if he goes that far. Could far. be a good fit. All right. Now to the smiling little fella from uh <laughs> from Michigan. <laughs> Let's talk about some JJ McCarthy. Great name. Yeah. What do you think of him, Joe? It is a good name. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, he's probably meditating under a goalpost right now, which he does for every game for some reason, but good for him being able to do that in full stadiums. This is quite the polarizing quarterback. Um, he has 700-ish, 750 dropbacks in his career, 700 pass attempts. A couple other names we'll bring up, Michael Penix and Bo Nix have a thousand more pass attempts than he does. That's a huge lack of body of work. Um, He's been on a very good team. You'll see the he's a winner because his college record is what 25 and one as a starter or something, which doesn't super matter to me, but it does to NFL teams. He's really seen as an unproven toolsy prospect. The big question is just how toolsy is he? I think he has a good arm and he's a very good athlete. I don't think he's elite in either, but he does show a lot of toughness, which again, look at his frame 6'3, 202. He's another falls in that Jaden Daniels mold and the Kirk Cousins mold where it's like, actually my comp for him is kind of a bouncier, more athletic Kirk Cousins. Okay. Which means Kirk Cousins went in the fourth round, took a little bit of time to develop, needed to be, ooh, sorry, watching the comment right now, just saw a very nice 40 time from one of my favorite linebackers. Who? Yeah, 452 from Trevor Wallace. Nice, Kentucky, Love right? See that. Sorry, that was caught my eye. Um, JJ McCarthy. Yeah. He's good in a lot of ways, but I think he's going to take some time. I would love it if he fell to an Atlanta and they brought in like a Jacoby Brissett to be their quarterback for one year, or honestly, I don't know how realistic it is, but if he could go to Minnesota and sit behind Kirk cousins for a year, I think that'd be the perfect thing for him. He's a very Shanahan style quarterback. Another comp I've seen for him is Brock Purdy, which it's on the nose as someone who want, got to a championship with the help of an all-star team, but I can kind of see it. They play similarly. I think he has, while well, where Brock Purdy has solid NFL talent, JJ McCarthy has good NFL talent. So okay. I can kind of see it, but I think he's more of a Kirk Cousins. I think he could get there, but to anticipate a how does he fail, if he's asked to be the guy day one, and he doesn't have, if he's asked to be the guy day one without great infrastructure. All right. Yeah. I mean, young guy too. Like, right. He's a young 21. He just turned 21. Yeah. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I'm not as worried about his weight. Yeah. Hopefully he'll start putting that on as he gets a little bit older. Uh, I know I have, if he needs any, I can <laughs> share some LBs with him, but um, same, 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 same. So yeah, the only real concern to I had kind of bring is... it back to dynasty drafts. Okay. Sorry. Some dynasty no, no, drafts. I think we've had a top seven kind of consensus for the so far this offseason. I think he does make it a legitimate top eight with these other top three quarterbacks, the top three wide receivers, and the tight end, all of whom we'll okay. hit later on in the Rider Dynasty podcast. Keep tuning in. But absolutely, I do think he great will get top 12 club. draft capital. Thank you. Yeah, I do think he'll be a top 12 pick in the end. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, listen. Tickets are on sale right now for the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio on August 9th through August 11th. Now, this is honestly like summer camp for fantasy nerds. It's one of the best things I've ever done. So go ahead, check out the new site built by our founder, Nate, at thefantasyfootballexpo.com. If you can get there, please show up. It is a great time. Um, I, I'm counting down the minutes. Till I can go and see all my nerdy friends again. So uh highly, highly recommend. Uh now, Joe, this next gentleman has a little bit of a uh redemption arc. I'm talking about Mr. Spencer Rattler. Yes, yes, he does. Another very fun, wild story. Um, yeah, he has kind of the roundabout way about going. He started at Oklahoma, was seen as a potential first overall pick, which was a little crazy at the time, but then was benched for Caleb Williams before he went to USC. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, what I when I remember, I used I watched QB one Joe and absolutely hated this guy. Uh, I thought he was just so terrible and arrogant. I actually stopped watching the series because I did not like him so much. Now, he seems to have grown up a lot, which would make sense because he's grown up a lot, right? He, he was kind of arrogant in high school, but Lord, aren't we all kind of arrogant in high school, right? Before, you know, before we get that middle-aged punch or figure out that we're not going to go far in life. Um, so... What surprised me the most was that they talk about his rushing upside, but he only rushed for 371 yards and four touchdowns this past year, which kind of confused me. He's also 24, which means that he was like a grown yeah. man playing against kids. So yep. I don't know. Like, does he have rushing upside? And if he does, why was he so bad at it this year? Yeah. I think he does have rushing upside. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be like, he's not a Jaden Daniels. He's not even a Caleb Williams or a Drake May in that regard. But okay, I think he can be solid there. Huge part of it with him was also that, like we alluded to with Drake May, talking about North Carolina's one great defensive game. That came against Rattler's Gamecocks. Because that offensive line is atrocious. I think he okay. was sacked 75 times in his two years in South Carolina. So he was on the run every single play. Honestly, he had to play a lot like Caleb Williams did. He's just not that level of athlete. So I do think he has a little more rushing upside. More similar to, he's very similar to like that Baker Mayfield type of quarterback. Just okay. like functional athletic ability, but not yeah, trusted a little too much at times. But yeah, he has the upside. I do think he's a lot better than the numbers shown, as you can see in the rankings here, as he's ahead of two other well-known and highly regarded prospects. But I really love the most is his touch. I think that's one of the most. Um, we'll go to the next level. We'll translate to the next level most of any skill. I think he's able to layer balls very well across all levels of the field. I think he's very accurate, really good arm strength. Again, I don't think he should start right away. Just he's smaller, which makes vision and everything over the middle of the field a little harder. He's been mostly in like an air raid shotgun only offense. I think 85% of his snaps have come from the gun. So I think he needs to sit a year and learn an NFL offense. But I think he could be a solid 
quarterback two for a dynasty team in a super flex league. Is there any chance he goes day two in the draft? Or is he a I think day so. three? I think he I think he's probably an early third rounder, maybe in the same Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis range. Though I do think he is a more polished, better prospect than those were, even though I did love Desmond Ritter coming out. All right. Well, um, now you had mentioned that he took a lot of sacks in South Carolina. Uh, remind me of Sam Howell in Washington this year. Um, do you think he could improve that? But you're saying that was mostly just the terrible offensive line. Yeah, I think he did what he could. A lot of hero ball had to happen, but even still okay. turnover worthy percentage of 2.2. I think, yeah, a lot of it came down from that. Just the pressure amount was absurd. I don't think there was a quarterback that was really pressured more than he was. Double checking that stat now. He was fourth most pressured quarterback this season. Okay. Behind a couple other two G5 schools and then Colorado, which we know how that team was this year. So Yeah, we do. Well, if you don't have anything else to say now, this gentleman who we're about to talk about no, that's next. that's pretty much it with Rattler. Yeah, is a little bit higher rated by most. So I'm interested to see what you have to say about Michael Penix Jr. The Southpaw. Very fun potential Heisman winner this year. Um, also another very polarizing prospect. There's been a lot of weird discourse around him saying that he's elite in some areas where he's clearly not and saying that he sucks in some areas, which he clearly doesn't. Uh, big thing with him that has to be mentioned, especially during combine week, is the injuries. While at Indiana, he had four season-ending injuries, two knees, two shoulders. So it's been two years since he's been injured, but it's still a thing. It's still there. And with a slider frame, it's a concern. Okay. But he did really well this year at avoiding pressures. I think he had the best pressure to sack rate in college football this season. But he is a still limited athlete. He's very straight line fast. Like I think at the senior bowl, he was clocked at 19 miles an hour, which is 19 and some change, which is impressive, but there's not much lateral. He Once there's any pressure in the pocket, he kind of freaks out and just throws the ball away as part of why that pressure rate, pressure to sack rate was so low. If you look at the national championship game, Michigan hit him early, often got in his face, and that's kind of scary thing with him. It's like, is he able to withstand the pressure? C.J. Stroud last year definitely showed that he could um, earn his last year at Ohio State, did show that, especially in the semifinal game. But did not see that from Penix. He is seen as having a great arm, which he has a very good arm strength. I don't think he has very good arm talent. I think it's big arm throw far sort of deal. But his over the middle, he does not throw at all. And even a lot of the deep balls, it's throwing it up to Romo Dunes, Jalen Polk, who I both have a first-round grade on both of them. Odunes is going to be a top-10 pick in the NFL draft. I'm very hesitant on him, especially as he's he needs some development. And he's going to be 24. I think he turns 25 at some point during the season. So that scares me with an early pick with the injury history, lack of mobility, which is needed in today's NFL. I think if you yeah, get well, him in Shanahan-style offense. I was going to ask you that question. Um, the NFL seems to be quickly moving away from the statue QBs. Like, I'm old enough to remember when we didn't – like, the NFL didn't want anybody to leave the pocket. Like, you were you were standing there and you were delivering the ball from the pocket. Now, that is, that's gone. Every quarterback in the NFL has to be mobile now. He's not mobile at mm -hmm. all. Can he survive, no. especially with his injury history, if he can't move? I really don't think so. It's like I want to say even still, so even looking at the Shanahan style offense, like you see the what Brock Purdy did and how different that team was with him versus Jimmy Garoppolo, who was also no mobility there. Like, yeah, they still put up some numbers, but they were never really able to get over the hump. And I. I worry. I do hope just seeing that he does have that straight line athleticism, the speed, maybe there is a little more in there that just didn't need to be used. I mean, he also had an incredible, the award-winning offensive line this year. 
and two great receivers. So he didn't really need to scramble much. So maybe that's part of it. But even if you look at Indiana, he wasn't running was never a part of it. You can always get him off a spot pretty well. I think he could be a really good backup with some starter upside, but now that he seems to be settling more in the top 50 NFL range, as opposed to top 10, I do feel better about that, but I'm honestly going to let someone else take him most drafts. He scares me a lot. And I don't think the upside is all that massive. Well, let's go to somebody who actually, I think has a little bit more upside. Uh, which is Michael Pratt from Tulane, the Green Wave. Tell me about Michael Pratt. Yes. yes. He's a very fun player. Five years in college, but still is only 22, I believe. Should have double-checked that one, but still I couldn't yeah, find five years age. in college. I, I was looking around. Younger player. All good. But, yeah, he started all – four-year player in college, my mistake – all started all four years at Tulane, got better each year. This year, the numbers are down a little bit, but he missed a couple games due to an injury. Um, Yeah, he's a very fun player. I don't think he's ever going to be like a superstar. All of his, he has above average tools pretty much everywhere, but nothing is spectacular. I think he's very much a less toolsy Spencer Rattler, which is why he's a little lower, but a little more prototypical. He one of his best attributes is processing. He's a very good processor. Um, then at the same time with pressure, he will get antsy and bail. And then you have the Baker Mayfield thing where he thinks he's a great athlete, but is a fine athlete. So he thinks he has a rocket arm, but doesn't. So will trust himself a little too much, but that's something that can get dialed back as opposed to needing to like, Hey, be more aggressive, be more aggressive. Thinking that can be dialed back more. I do see somewhere where he could, be a functional NFL starter. Um, I struggled a lot with a comp for him. I saw a lot of, we've brought Brock Purdy up way more times than I would like to in the show. I'm not a huge fan. I've seen that comp a lot. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Um, the name that kept jumping out to me, which is weird because you wouldn't think they're similar players, but Desmond Ritter, similar. They're both good athletes, but don't try to use it. He try not to use it. Pratt does a little more, which was funny. Wish Ritter would have ran more. He's yeah. really good at it. But good, not elite arms, good processors could run an offense from the line on their own already in college while also playing in not a super pro style, but have a little bit of that in them. Uh, yeah, I think he's good, not great. Yeah, I think he could be back end starter, give him a couple years on the bench. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if he's a starter right away, but he could be a capable Mm -hmm. backup. Like you were saying, Joe, like, he's good at everything, right? Like, he has a good arm. He he has good accuracy. He's a good runner. He has good size. Yeah. But he's just not great in any one thing. But that's perfectly fine. I mean, you can probably carry a clipboard for a long time and be that situational start when the starter goes out and maybe he gets a late career shot, you know, look at Geno Smith, right? Could. You know, yeah. late Again, career, build up a lot of experience. Yep. So now I think, yeah, being in a good scheme like that will help him a lot, obviously, okay. but he's got some talent. He's got a chance. All right. Now I have to say uh, for this next gentleman, I was looking for <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to actually, I'll put this down. This was kind of funny. I was looking through the football guys Mm -hmm. draft guide. Uh, You know, I love football guys. I always read their stuff. And he's listed right after J.J. McCarthy. And for a second, as I was scrolling down, because J.J. McCarthy is so young and vibrant, then I got to this next gentleman. And I swear to you, Joe, I'm not lying. I'm not making a joke. I thought it was his offensive coordinator being mentioned. Because he looked so old. It kind of surprised me. Uh, but yeah. might as well just talk about the gentleman, Mr. Bo Nix. Uh, yeah. This is a to tough me. one. I know in a mock draft Monday we did recently, I think all of us on the panel were pretty low on him. I actually called him a fifth-round pick in that, which I would like to backtrack. 
that was after a mock draft where he went in the top 10 and I was, I was feeling it there. I do think he's more of that third round type player. Ah, there's just so much. You look at the numbers, you see the first three years at Auburn and he was significantly worse than those bad numbers. And then Oregon, just a great offense, great infrastructure. He's not what these numbers are. An 85.5% adjusted completion percentage this year. A 1% turnover worthy play percent. That I think is real, but that's for another reason. The antithesis of some of these other players who are too aggressive, he is not, which is a concern. But if you look at his A dot average depth of target, the last two years, 6.8 and 7.4. Those ranked in the bottom 10 of a quarterback sampling of almost 160 or a little over 160 names. He would... I think he threw behind the line of scrimmage 30% of the time. Like, yeah, if you can do that in the NFL, it's awesome. Those count, but you're not going to see 30% screens in the NFL. I don't, similar to Michael Pratt, I don't think he has any plus super elite talent aside from his experience, which does matter. That's something that I definitely did under attribute him at first and undercut. Like he's seen everything. He's seen so much. He's played for five years as a start in three of those years in the SEC and two in the upgraded Pac-12, RIP Pac-12. But it's really tough. Again, the tools are fine. The offense was not real. I do think there's an argument here with Michael Pratt, Michael Penix Jr., and Spencer Rattler. I think you can really interchange a lot of these names. I think he is going to go higher than all four other three of those guys. I do think he ends up being QB five, but in that will make shoot him up dynasty draft rankings. Cause he will have a chance to start at some point. I do think he could start right away, not at a high level, but doesn't super matter for fantasy. If he's on the field, that's a plus. So yeah, Joe, I, he, I know, yeah. I know in the age of NIL and that COVID year that we're getting a lot, we're seeing a lot of older QBs coming out now. Do you think that this is, especially with NIL and players being able to transfer in the portal and get a lot of money just to play in college, do you think that older QBs are going to become more of a thing? I think they could. I think it will definitely help. But I do still think the standard, the upper tier will be your 21-year-old Caleb Williams, Drake May, unless you have a season like a Jaden Daniels with some other clear plus traits like his legs. Like, I don't think if Jaden if Jaden Daniels was was Bo Nix as an athlete, I think we'd be talking about him in a similar way. Though his yeah. arm is better and his accuracy is better, but still, generally, I think he'd be down a tier if he didn't have that one super plus plus attribute. But I do think there will be more of them. We saw it last year with a couple older prospects. You get some more seasoning, which is important. So I think we'll see more of it. I think it'll increase depth of a lot of classes. Guys who would come out like Bo Nix, if he came out last year, would have been a fifth rounder. Then we'll have someone this year who would have been a fifth rounder if they came out next year will be second, third round conversation. Now, I'm not a big believer in QBs um, who don't seem to be able to pass into the middle of the field. Uh, the old EJ Manuel, or was it uh, Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor. Like, yeah, never pass in the yeah, middle of the, the field. Everything thing. So Jalen Hurts, Tua. <laughs> and based on your ranking, you're not a big believer either. So where could Bo Nix land that would make you change your mind? <sighs> Again, we say it a lot, but those Shanahan style offenses, those pure like outside zone kind of gimmick. Not I don't say gimmicky offenses, but a Miami, I think he would be really good in as a backup and potential replacement for Tua, unless they give him a $200 million contract, which is a conversation for another day. Um, I think he could, New England, I keep seeing him mocked there and discussed there at 34. They have a lot of work they need, but I do think that makes sense as almost you draft a bridge. I can see it. I think he'd be fine there. Just let him be a little bit of an athlete. Just make a little plays, a couple checkdowns here and there. Um, 
the Minnesotas, the Atlantas, where they have overwhelming talent elsewhere, I do think makes sense. Denver and that Sean Payton system. I don't think he's Drew Brees by any means, but Sean Payton has made quarterbacks with yeah, exactly. I don't won't say right now that Bo Nix is worse than Jarrett Stidham. He actually has a very similar arc to Jarrett Stidham, just with especially with the Auburn time and just being horrible at first and then turning into, oh, this guy's actually a frisky prospect. He has some real talent to him. But I think, yeah, if he went to Denver, I would think he'd start day one. But I do think it's weird of this group of four. Like I said, I do think he's the most ready to start. I just he's last in these rankings because I think his upside is the lowest. Fair enough. Now, Joe, I'm not sure if you are aware, uh, but IDP Plus is sponsoring the Lawrence Taylor division at Draft Night Out. Um, so drafts all take place. If, if you're not familiar with Draft Night Out, it's a great, great event, great organization. Um, it They're going to take place at the Fantasy Football Expo, which I mentioned before, uh, in August. Now, In Between Media puts on such an amazing event. Uh, with music, raffles, uh, giveaways. So make sure that you check them out on Twitter. So X, I'm never going to say X. Check them out on Twitter at Draft Night Out FF and sign up for a draft. Even if you're not into IDP, which you should be, trust me, you should be. Uh, They have all different types of leagues that you can sign up for and draft live. It is. It's a very, very good time. couldn't recommend more. All right, sir. Next on our list. Yes. Sam Hartman. Oh, I think we skipped one. Oh, Devin Leary. Devin Leary. We can talk about them together. They're not super similar quarterbacks, but similar arcs, both on their second stop for one year. Leary, I liked a lot. I have flashback a couple of years after this 2021 season where again if you're watching on youtube we can see the graphics those are some sick numbers at north carolina state um he was great with the wolf pack uh, i thought he could was a potential first round pick at that point he went back was like yes stay for 2022 there was some staff overhaul he was injured and he only played had 208 dropbacks dropped over half due to some injury and such so that was a bummer really kind of killed his draft stock. And then this year, transferred to Kentucky, taking over for Will Levis. That team also, as a big reason Will Levis fell, is that that team wasn't very good. It was fine, but not great. Uh, they have a frisky running back who we like a lot, but that's really was it. Uh, his numbers, he did. He had a lot more turnover-worthy plays this year, threw a lot more interceptions. And you can see here he had 12 this year, as opposed to nine the previous two years combined. I think one thing that sets him apart from the second tier of quarterbacks and with another name we will also get to is I think he has a legitimate NFL arm, like arm talent, arm strength, I think is real. He is running offense. Do I think he's going to be more than a career backup? Probably not. But if I was going to bet on one of these guys, I do think it would be Leary, just a full package of some decent accuracy with the arm talent and that ability. And he started in real conferences for four years, three years. So what about Sam Hartman? You said that they're a little bit similar. Similar in their path where uh, the offense that Sam Hartman played in a Wake Forest for his first three, I think he started one more year in 2019 as well, but a little bit. Their slow mesh scheme, which is very college has been attempted to be translated elsewhere and has failed everywhere else. But He's a very good processor. He has probably the weakest arm in this class, but he's accurate. He is, him and Lear are both tough sons of guns. They will stand in there and get smacked in the pocket while still trying to make a throw. Hartman is a little more limited of an athlete with the arm talent. It's not there. He's very accurate. You can see in these numbers that he was still threw down the field a good amount and still has very high accuracy metric. So think he's good, but more, I don't think he has starter upside, unlike a Devin Leary. I think could turn into that. All right. Next on your list was Davius Richard. Yes. This is one who most people probably haven't heard of, and that's fair from 
are they FCS or D2? I believe they're D2. Could be wrong on that one, though. But some interesting numbers. He is a dual threat. Pretty much we just have his passing numbers up here, but he has a lot of rushing production in his career as well. Um, the limited film I've seen from him, it's very fun. Not the most accurate of quarterbacks, though it did increase each year. It got a little better. He started for, I believe, the better part of four seasons, which does include the time where they canceled 2020 due to COVID. But started in 2019 as a true freshman, and then the next three years, 21 through 23. And he got better each year, threw for a little more yards, or per attempt at least, cut the turnovers down a lot. This year, and he is an electric runner, but he also isn't a run-first type. Again, being at such a lower competition, maybe it's he's just the best athlete on the field, but not an NFL athlete. But I definitely think he's worth a flyer and very much in the dynasty draft in the fourth round. Scoop him up. Maybe you find a dual threat quarterback. Maybe you find a Tyler Huntley, which isn't what? great, but it could be useful. Listen, on a best ball roster, man, deep in the season oh, yeah. when somebody goes down with an injury – that can save you a week or two, especially if you're getting close to the playoffs. In my main dynasty league that I planned two, was it two or three years ago? That um, it was the year Ben Roethlisberger's last year. I was going into the first round of the playoffs and I had Lamar who got hurt. And I had the choice of, do I trade for Ben Roethlisberger and start him or play Tyler Huntley? I traded for Roethlisberger and lost the week because of it. Because I didn't trust the dual threat upside there. And I think Huntley had like yeah. 60 yards and a touchdown on the ground, and that would have done it. So that was a tough season for, Roth for Roethlisberger. Yeah, it was. And that off. I deserve that loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of somebody who's definitely the level of athlete that the uh, NFL is looking for, oh, yes. Joe Milton the third. I'm so excited for the combine this week. Just see what he does. Could run a four or five. He's a massive human being. Have you seen the clip that's been circulating where he, him throwing it 85 yards across his body, just down the field in gym shorts, but still it's like, holy crap, that ball keeps going. And there's a highlight I saw from a game where I think it was against Kentucky where, or Florida would still missed it, but he threw it from his own 10 to the opposing 15. And he overthrew the receiver. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. It's like the arm talent is real. Don't the think size the is real. He's good. The processing is there. Yeah. The number, the overall numbers from this year starting are fine, but there was definitely a lot. They lost a few games because of him. You see him just airmail a check down or just bounce it five feet in front of a running back. And it's like, what's going on here? He has all the physical talent. He, also being 24, he was on the bench for four years. Last year in relief of Hendon Hooker, he threw 10 touchdowns, no picks. Then this year, the numbers are good, but he regressed a lot. I don't, I very much just don't know. Yeah, he's definitely going to be a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. I mean, are, is he even going to get drafted or is he going to be like a UDFA? Yeah. No, I definitely think he's going to get drafted just on those traits alone, but a day three pick, and I would draft him in a fantasy draft too. Again, end of the draft, scoop him up. Maybe he turns into something with NFL coaching. All right. Well, sir, we are at the last few QBs. Uh, they didn't even deserve a slide, so I put them all together. I This is what I'm going to ask of you. A little bit of a speed round, Joe. If you can... Give me five words about each of these QBs. The five words I need to know about Austin Reed. Um, maybe better Bailey Zappi. Similar. That's like a haiku. That was fantastic. <laughs> what about uh, Jack Plummer? Is, is, yeah. is that Jake's son? No, I don't think there's any relation. Oh, okay. Every time I saw them play, whether he's been at three different schools. Every time I was like, is that related? I don't think they're related at all, though. Okay. But tough son of a gun. I was actually, I liked his film. Just he's, if you thought Michael Penix was a statue, <laughs> this guy has that athletic ability, but thinks he's a great athlete, which is worse. <laughs> uh, okay. Five words. 
Oh, dear God. Keaton Slovis. How many teams has he been on? Sorry. I won't. Five words. Three. Fun player. Good talent. Oh, he doesn't even get the fifth word. That's terrible. All right. Jordan Travis. He's tiny, inaccurate with a bad arm. Jamie. That's close. You see, you had a, a one word banked from Keaton Slovis, so you could use it on Jordan Travis. Uh, last but not least, to his little brother. Here. Let's go to his little brother. <laughs> it's a little brother. All right. We'll bank two for the next show. Um, so I think that's it. The end of our first episode. So I guess it's time for tags where you get to tell people where to find you. And any final thoughts you have about these QBs? Yeah. So can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. <laughs> Kids are always getting in the way, even when they get old like mine. Uh, so where can <laughs> the people find you? And any final thoughts on these QBs? Yeah. Uh, I can be found at Joe 63 on X, Twitter, whatever. Um, you can find my writing on idpguys.org. You can find me in the Discord server. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a combine review coming out later this week for winners, losers article for one day. And yeah, then on these quarterbacks, it's a very fun class. It's a deep class. Those first eight names we talked about, any or all of them could become a real NFL quarterback. It's very fun. That Love it. Love to hear that. I'm looking forward to the combine and your article about it. I'm at JJ Wenner on Twitter. Uh, a special thank you to everybody who has supported me through the past two years and just has been so encouraging. So thank you to all of you. Uh, remember to visit idpguys.org uh, and use the code mock draft for the first month for a dollar. And you know, from all of us to all of you, be safe, be well, and remember. Never say anything to make a meeting longer or cut a happy hour short. Boat drinks, my friends. Boat drinks.